0: Hi, my name is Sahara Afin. Welcome to my podcast, Women Who Inspire. Today we have Hayley McQueen, Sky yes. Sports presenter. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. I've got a little visitor here, a little, a little friend joining the podcast, my daughter, because as you will well know, it, it's very hard trying to juggle, mother, yes,
0: it is. work and life. <laughs> yeah you just have to include them otherwise yeah it's it's very very difficult my one's only 10 months so he oh. is or he's like yeah crawling pulling himself up on and everything and, and he's on he's been included in all my podcasts oh well that's for him so it's that fine
1: makes, that makes me feel better yeah my, we're just a little behind you she's nine months so we're at oh, that okay. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: The same. oh hello <laughs>
1: here she is
0: um, i want to find out a little bit more about yourself how hmm. did you start um, your career in presenting
1: gosh it kind of happened by accident really i studied journalism at university well it was pr marketing and journalism was a little bit of everything i knew i wanted to get into broadcast entirely sure um sort of what roles there were especially women entering the world of football and sport which is Industry that I'm working in now. Um, I wanted to work in maybe fashion magazines. I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a writer, but so did everybody else. So I did my um, studies. I actually took a year out because I didn't know what I wanted to study.
0: Okay. And then
1: um... I, I loved the arts. I love being very creative, but I knew potentially there was no career in that so i I definitely was very career-minded when i left university i just didn't know what career i wanted to have (laughs) i was like desperate to go and work for a magazine i went and worked for this morning which was when richard and judy used to present it and did a lot of work experience um and that kind of led me into television and radio but the production side of things not the presenting side of things ah okay And it it took a girl who went on maternity leave, a girl called Claire Wilson, who I think she set up her own production company now in the Northeast. She was presenting news bulletins on a football channel station. I was there um, uh, basically helping with scripts, making the tea, I was booking cameramen, I was booking commentators, commentary positions. I was kind of, um, production coordinator was my job, but I was very much um, in the office behind a desk sending everyone out on jobs um, and then now obviously that's kind of what I'm doing I'm being sent out and about to cover football matches and working in a studio but it took four years before I was given an opportunity to try my hand at presenting um, and that's where it happened in the northeast on, on a football club channel.
0: And do you feel it's, well maybe times have changed but it was difficult for women to, um, to, to have opportunities in, in sort of sports presenting or working in the world of sports at that time do you think things have
1: change yeah because there are so many more more women now yeah. it's just accepted it's it's almost the norm um i mean sometimes when, when i listen to podcasts and things there are a lot of women involved still at football grounds and still when you head into um you know the offices of a newspaper there are certainly very few women but i think in, in media presenting broadcast there are definitely a lot more and the women that are coming through now are more fearless and I had a couple of trailblazers that I kind of looked to but like I say there were a handful there weren't that many you kind of had your Gabby Logans your Sue Barkers and then you had um Kelly Cates who at the time was Kelly Dalgleish there was a couple of them and I was like yeah this is cool I want to follow in their footsteps now there's a There's a ton of girls working in the industry, all in different roles as well, not necessarily just presenting, but particularly at Sky, we have a lot of high profile, well, women in higher um, jobs, higher up, I guess you'd have to say, um, than there used to be. We have a lot of female directors, female producers. So across the board, behind the scenes, it's improved as well.
0: And would you have done anything? differently um would you, uh, you know some people say you know if i could go back 10 years i would have been
1: a bit more braver with the opportunity yes 100 percent. i see a couple of girls now who are quite ruthlessly ambitious i was never like that yeah yes. and I, I wish i'd have gone in and said i want to do this i want to do that instead i just sat quietly patiently waiting for opportunities to be handed to me whilst others are now going in and banging on the door of the important people to ask um, these things of and i never did that but i don't think I was never massively confident, yes confident in my own abilities to do the job, but not a hugely confident person enough to to, to sort of walk into a boss's office and say, this is what I want to do, this is why I want to do it, but I would be now, but I I guess that comes with age. And I think times are changing as well with how sort of, um, oh little one, how things are
0: do you think having so your, your father played football do you think that's where your interest in sports came from yes or would you have done it differently
1: yeah I mean I have a sister who's really not into football and sport at all I have a brother who works in the music industry so I was the eldest I was the one that was taken to football matches and, and definitely had an interest in my dad's job um we moved around an awful lot as well I, I've lived I lived in Hong Kong when I was young born in Manchester then lived in Scotland and then the northeast so we moved around an awful lot but the one thing that kind of stayed um, with me was football and that was a, a constant everywhere we went I'd be taken to a different football club or go to see training because my dad was a manager, a coach, a scout. He'd been a player. I had seen what it was like at all levels. So I had a a really good understanding about how sport worked in terms of football from kind of behind the scenes. I knew what it was like to have a sportsman come home, whether, you know, if there was a good result or or a bad result and how it affected him. He had obviously lots of friends in football who I, I, I got to know as well. Um, And I'd always had an interest in it. Never did I think my career would be in football or sport, potentially competing. Yeah, I used to absolutely love athletics. I I was um, really good at long jump, but I mean, that was at school we're talking. I was hardly Jessica Ennis Hill. Um, (laughs) But I always had a love for it. I think the fact that I've watched sports since I was a little kid. So I've I've grown up with football in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and the now. So I do have a very good I guess I'm I'm very knowledgeable about yeah. football and that's that stood me in good stead for where I am now.
0: And did you ever tell people you, you at you the beginning of you. your
1: career? Yeah, I think so. especially being a young girl. I think being yes. a female now, people look at you, especially if you're over the age of thirty, um, they will take you seriously. But as a young girl, you know, this kind of um I liked getting dressed up as well. I like to look nice. I like to make myself presentable i was yeah. i would never turn up in a in a tracksuit top or football wear that just wasn't me at all um but i think they think oh well if she's wearing this and she looks like that there there are other reasons why she wants to get into football you know is she wanting to be a wag is this a wannabe wag or is this somebody who's you know just wanting to basically bag themselves a footballer or something um and not just taking you seriously and going to do an interview and hoping that they would give you answers which were as good as, you know, the responses that they would give if a man were interviewing them. And and I think at first, actually, it was to my advantage because quite a few of the footballers I was a similar age to, so they could relate to me a little bit more. I was um, going out to the same places as them. I was um, living my life very differently in terms of how much money they earned and their social life. But when I was working in Manchester at MUTV, I was going to the same clubs and bars and as some of the footballers and some of them had gone to school with people that I knew so we I kind of grown up with a, a few of them which definitely helped.
0: And you're a Man United supporter, yes. did you ever interview any kids and feel sort of overwhelmed or just
1: in awe? No, no. I interviewed Ronaldinho a couple of years ago and I was very nervous interviewing him and i grew up he was one of my absolute favorites like cristiano ronaldo i had known for a really long time since he was quite young at manchester united so again david beckham i've interviewed a lot over the years but because i interviewed them not when they were starting out but when they weren't the mega stars that they are now i think it helped but i think being around my a lot of my dad's friends who were very high profile meant that it didn't phase me and i think that definitely helped for sure I mean stick Very me in nice. another industry stick me in the fashion industry <laughs> tell me to interview Anna Winter and I'll probably be trembling in my boots or if I was a music you know if I worked for a music magazine or something and I was interviewing guys from a band then yeah I probably would be more. Yeah. but in, in football and sport I guess I'm not no
0: and the best interview you've done so far or the one you've that really uh, sort of stands out in your own mind
1: um I mean, there have been lots of people that I've enjoyed interviewing. Um, In terms of news lines, I I interviewed Jose Mourinho years ago when Sir Alex Ferguson was still manager of Manchester United. And everybody knew that this Mourinho, who was managing Real Madrid at the time, um, probably would have liked to have come and managed Manchester United. But he would never say it. And I got out of him in an interview um, that he said that that would be something that he would like to come and do and that was an ambition of his and it made all the papers so it's great when i do an interview and i'm kind of beating other journalists to the newsline, and they obviously yeah. then run it and, and credit you or the source of the interview so i remember that from a long time ago i've done some really lovely interviews sort of um not necessarily kind of the news lines but um interviews on things subjects other than football and sport I mean at the moment we have a lot of um, we're raising a lot of awareness for mental health and there's a big yeah. campaign heads up it's great to be okay. able to go out and into a footballer about mental health and yeah. chat to them about how they've been affected by because then you see another side of a, of, of a footballer that's or a it. sportsman or woman you know yeah
0: and because that's really important I think nowadays but people are opening up and talking about it especially mm. I think men also feel I think maybe a few years ago but they couldn't open up and talk about yes. it and it's better if people that work in the sports industry come out and speak about it especially during i felt during the lockdown um we, we were all sort of obviously stuck at home mm. and everything had to slow down it gave us a time to think about our wellness and our living space and yes. how we can you know live more of a healthier lifestyle yes um so since You've now become a mum and you've got a little one. How has that changed for you? How has life changed for you, since, you know, since last year?
1: I think the freedom element of things, I've been desperate to have a baby for a really long yeah. time and I've always wanted to have a, a child and a family and have her grow up um, and... <clears throat> As part of a a loving family unit and play together and have fun together, and then occasionally I feel guilty because I'm like, oh God, today I would just like a break. Today I would just like to go and get my nails done. I'd like to go to a spa. I mean, luckily because everything's been shut, because I've known they've been shut. Well, I can't go anyway. It's fine. It's fine. I can't go anyway. But we don't have any childcare, so we have real issues with that. I have no support network around me, no family, not even an awful lot of friends. I've got some wonderful neighbours, but. um, I think just the element of that I was so independent and obviously having children in my late thirties, I'm 40 now. I think I just got used to being able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. Whereas now I feel like, Oh God, you're having to make these huge plans just (laughs) to try and have a little evening out or a day out. I I I go to work and my other half looks after her. Um, and I'd love to have a night out with him but then it's like well now what do we do, we're do yeah. yeah we're going we're going off to cornwall next week and we booked a hotel we couldn't get an apartment i'd have tried to do that first um we've decided not to go abroad so which i think thank goodness we haven't with all these new sort of
0: yeah, yeah.
1: measures yeah. coming in now yeah. so we decided we'll go to cornwall but the drive is already terrifying me trying to plan that around her naps and she doesn't like being strapped in of course when we were in lockdown we hardly went out in the car she was never really in her car seat there was nowhere to go yeah Yeah, yes yeah so that's tough she doesn't mind being in her pram but that's different she's moving she's seeing things she's she's more free you can move forward and backwards so the car seat thing is really worrying me and she's going to be in a crib in our hotel room with us, and we never really thought about that. I was like, Well, what do we do on an evening? We're going to have to take turns to go down to the reception and have a drink in the bar or go and use it's a spa hotel. We're very lucky with that. So it's just having to take turns. But um I hadn't really thought about the evening because I don't want to be keeping her up till nine or ten at night because, as you will well know, yeah. it's been tough trying to get her into a routine in the first yeah, know, place. And she's agreeing with it. me. I do not want to break mm-hmm. that routine.
0: Um, I want to say, I- I don't know if this is this is quite a personal question, but getting uh, getting pregnant for a lot of women is difficult because of different conditions. Yeah. Um, was it was it easy for you, or did you did you think it would happen straight away? I, I don't know. Um, how how, um, what would you say for women who are trying to get pregnant and um and have like you know issues medical? Issues? Yeah,
1: I think understanding your body and being kind to it. I um, I hadn't even realised about the whole ovulating thing and those little strips that you could you could basically be yeah. on to tell you exactly when. So I made sure I got them rather than just being like, well, I think this is the time. I think this is these are the few days. I think this is happening. This is the little one trying to climb up now onto the table. <laughs> little mountaineering expedition, aren't you? Um, yes. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey hey he's like i'm here i'm here okay you got me um yeah so i had endometriosis i'd known about it for a really long time i'd had it treated a few years before and then when i wanted to start trying for children again the first thing i did was um i went to see um a fertility specialist and they checked me out they gave me a scan i was lucky i I paid privately to go and have that done but it was sort of the best 150 quid i've ever spent because they found a big cyst on on my ovary um There was a lot of scar tissue. I did have a lot of problems. So I had to spend a whole, a full year in and out of hospital having small procedures to get my health ready to, to, to eat before I could even start trying. Um, and then it took us, I mean, all in all, it probably about three years with all the, the medical stuff that was going on as well. Um, we'd only been together for a year when we started trying casually. Because I'd, I'd met him in my late thirties and I made him very aware that I did want to have children at some point. We were just about to buy a house. We've okay. Been now for over three years, three and a half years. Hello, I'm just gonna move her around, give her a chance. Yeah, that's to fine. To play with. Oi oi oi. Come. You've got all these toys. Come. Here we go. where a dummy comes in handy doesn't it
0: yeah i know it's it's a lifesaver isn't it
1: yes no apologies about that there you go
0: um yeah so it's i think um with the events that i've run recently um or before the prone advice um a a lot of women have been talking about and it's just it's nice that people can be women can be a bit more open about it Mm. and then sort of just um know panic on their own and sometimes you don't realize that you've got conditions or you've there's something wrong and you need to get it medically checked you just kind of carry on and just feel guilty and um, it's good that a lot of women are coming out and speaking about different issues um, related to fertility um, and there's more support for them. Do you find um, do you find balancing um, you know when you have to go to work you have to switch Mm. off and being a presenter. Do you find that difficult or is that easy for you?
1: At the moment I found it a little bit difficult. Um, and I'm sure it will probably get easier. I'm only in two days a week at the moment. I have gone back full-time, but because of coronavirus, yeah. we're limiting how many of us are in the office um and how many of us are are in the studio. So at the moment, um I'm only in two days a week. Um and I go in, I do sort of three hours worth of prep, I then get myself ready and then I'm on air for maybe three or four hours. And I know that she's in the safest hands because she's, she's with her dad and he's great, but I'll leave sort of a little list of things to do. But yeah. one good thing that has come from lockdown is that because we've been both around her, we kind of both know her schedule. We both know her works. Yeah. We know what she likes. He knows what she eats, what she what she doesn't, which is not a lot actually, we're luckily. But yeah. um hey baba. Hey. What
0: what you are at the moment you also have a podcast that you do. Yes. And um, for listeners that don't know much about the podcast, what is it about? Yeah. And when do you do you, is it a weekly
1: um week? Yeah. So we we did it all through the football season. Um so it's come to an end now. It will be starting up, well in sort of six weeks time again uh, we're three friends we've been doing our podcast for eight years now And our podcast a lot of people sort of got, it, got into them in the last year or yeah. two, and a lot of people started them up in, in lockdown because they're a great way of sort of switching off and switching yeah. on to something else you know so we've done it for eight years um and we we do chat about women's football but we mainly chat about um the men's game anything from the premier league championship and below but we talk about the quirkier stories and some of the fun things that have been happening so we'll do quotes of the week or we'll talk about who said what on social media and we'll have a little bit of a laugh about um um some of the more light-hearted things that are happening we will discuss um you know news stories of course but we won't kind of go into the technical analysis of everything we'll leave for all the other podcasts there's so many people doing them but we just have a little bit of fun and we do little quizzes and we quiz each other and it means that people can kind of join in as well whilst they're listening um but yeah it's it's definitely very light-hearted and i think even a football fan could probably listen and 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 not have to know an awful lot about football and probably quite enjoy it i'd hope
0: (laughs) um women's football is taking off Um, obviously quite quite a bit and a lot of young girls getting involved in it what are your thoughts about it?
1: Yeah I mean this unfortunate situation with coronavirus I think has been, has come at the worst time for women's football because just as the Women's Super League is sort of about to take off again yeah. and we've got the She Believes Cup next year, which has now been cancelled um, and there's been a big spotlight on the women's game and um, funds put into it as well and sponsorship and a lot of the female footballers now becoming household names. It's like they've disappeared. They've disappeared for months and they're not going to reappear for quite some time. So I think women's football is going to take a very massive hit um and I think that's a real real shame because it was just on the up it's going to take a while before um I mean it might not even be in my lifetime that it will be on a par with with men yeah or, or 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 if ever I'd like to think that one day it might well be but it's good that you have young females who now can wear a shirt with I don't know Lucy Bronze's name on the back or Steph Horton as opposed to just you know you're Wayne Rooney's yeah. and David Silver's which is great.
0: And what future projects um, are you looking um, at getting into? Um, I don't know, what, what do you want to do in the next five years?
1: Um, goodness me, well I am at the moment working for Sky Sports News um, yeah I'm working for Sky Sports News right now so obviously continuing in my role there I'm hoping that Sky Sports News starts to add sort of programs of its own and work on some um, special projects to get involved and in. we're going to have big discussions with um, our, our team now to figure out how we're going to go about next season but I'm quite happy for this next sort of season in football um, until maybe Ayla's 18 months old just to continue doing what I'm doing now and not push myself to do too much. Um I just want to be really careful that I'm not trying to fit in too much whilst I'm wanting to bring her up. I might only end up having one child so I don't want to miss out on a lot of her and there'll be a point where she'll go to nursery and then she'll go to school and she won't be around in the day um, I'd love to be presenting more live football and more live sport as opposed to just news so I'm hoping um, you know I can have some discussions with my bosses at work to talk about that I was doing Scottish football but there's no way I'd be able to travel up to Scotland every weekend for a long weekend and, and leave the little one with my other half he'd be no. perfectly capable of looking after her, but one I would miss her too it's not fair on him really if no, i was leaving no, on a friday no. and getting back on a sunday or a monday it's no way for one half of a relationship um to live their life just with a little one and with no family yeah. and friends around to come and help out either yeah, so no. unfortunately um scottish football which i loved doing it's a, a wonderful team that i present with traveling around scotland um I'm just not able to do just because having a baby this young and traveling is just not something that I feel is that comfortable with.
0: Thank you so much Hayley for your time today, Um, I've really enjoyed speaking to you. Oh
1: you're welcome, I'm really sorry about the noises in the background. No, no
0: it's not a problem at all, I I completely understand, don't worry, Um, my son is now eating the carpet. Oh
1: that's good, I wish we had a carpet, she just falls (laughs) flat on her face on our wood or tiled floor
0: he's licking the carpet that's his music
1: yeah oh
0: but thank you so much um and i hope to speak to you soon
1: yeah thank you so much take care okay take care. bye bye, bye.